0: Being dead became fashionable approximately 45 minutes after Samantha the Divine Devereaux came back from summer break. Although stylish as ever, there was still something off about the Divine Devereaux. She strolled down the hall wearing a cleavage bearing top, a miniskirt, and stiletto heels. Her long blonde hair had been freshly highlighted. But unlike after previous summer vacations, Samantha didn't have that sun-kissed Cabo glow. Her skin was, forgive the phrase, dead white. A large silver pendant hung around her neck, but I couldn't get a close look at it. I wasn't the only one trying to sneak a peek, because heads turned more than usual as she strutted down the hall. Get out of my way, Daisy. She snapped at me as she passed by. She was only slightly hampered by the coffin she was dragging behind her. At first, I thought it was a giant wheelie backpack. But my clue came when Penny Edwards, who could have brought home a gold in social climbing if it were an Olympic sport, rushed up to Samantha. Where did you get that? Coffin, Samantha supplied helpfully. Mort's mortuary. Burnished mahogany, scaled to size for those of us with petite frames. I could have sworn she eyed my thighs with a look of scorn. Lined with satin? Penny asked. She recoiled in horror. Silk, of course. Of course, Penny tittered. Samantha went on her way, and Penny faster than you could say dead girl walking, was on her cell phone to Mort's mortuary. After first period, I saw Mr. Amador, our principal, talking to Samantha in the hallway, so I loitered long enough to eavesdrop. He started with a lot of throat clearing and then said, My dear, why on earth have you adopted such an unusual look? You look like a vampire. The preferred term is undead, or, if you must, living challenged, she said, nose in the air. I'm not a vampire. The thought of drinking blood is disgusting. And think of all those calories. But, but, you're a student council member, head cheerleader. You represent Nightshade High to the world. Now I represent Nightshade looking like this, Samantha said. While Mr. Amador sputtered and coughed, she swept away but called over her shoulder, And why don't we let Daddy's lawyer decide whether or not I can continue to attend Nightshade High looking like this? With that, she snapped open her cell and punched in a number. Interesting that she had Daddy's lawyer on speed dial. After Samantha lawyered up, Mr. Amador had no choice. He had to let Samantha wear whatever she wanted, as long as it was within the school dress code. And since our school dress code didn't say anything about dressing in black, dead white skin, or blood-red lips, he was stuck. By the time the dismissal bell rang, I was sick of hearing everyone talking about Samantha's new look. I shut my locker, which closed with a clang. Hey, Giordano, what's up? Ryan Mendez asked. He was the closest friend I had these days. His dad was chief of police in Nightshade. When I didn't answer, but just stood there frowning, he continued. I saw your mom on the news last night. My mom had been helping his dad solve crimes since Ryan and I were both in diapers. Mom's a psychic, the real deal, not the kind who reads your palm for ten bucks. Although she could probably do that, too. Instead, she spends her time crime-solving. We live in a small town, peaceful enough, I guess, but it's always been a little strange here. Nightshade started as a little frontier town a couple of hundred years ago, and it had a long history of strange occurrences, odd inhabitants, and, most of all, Secrets. The town was full of secrets.